The Leafs stars shine bright at All-Star Weekend. We'll recap the festivities along with some news and notes from the weekend, including a development on Tyler Bertuzzi, which suggests a big second half could be coming for the Leafs winger. I'll explain that one in a little bit. We'll also get uh, to tonight's game. Leafs and Islanders start the unofficial second half of the season. We'll preview that matchup for y'all as well. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf Center podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Uh, appreciate you taking over last week, Dave. I did go out on vacation at uh, kind of perfect timing as there was no Leaf games to watch and, and to report on. But there was a lot of news and obviously uh, the NHL All-Star game to tee up, which you did a fine job uh last week and now we get to break it all down how did it kind of uh live up to expectations for you what did you make of the full all-star week did it live up to expectations was it a little you know dry as you expected or you know what were your overall takeaways from all-star weekend well first off welcome back glad you uh had a good time on your trip a really good time on your trip and uh yeah I would say the all-star game, like the all-star weekend itself. I didn't have high expectations because the NHL has been like one of those try hard, try to do these gimmicky things. And it kind of just landed on their head. Like there were good moments. There's bad moments. And I felt like it, it was, I thought it was pretty solid at the end of the day. When you think of like how everything went. Yeah. There were some, uh, unfortunate, uh, moments that didn't look good on the league and some of the players and Kuterov. Um <laughs> but like other than other than that like I thought you know the players were a little more into it this this year than I've seen in past years I think the celebrity editions were like fantastic I don't think anyone had anything negative to say really about how like how the celebrities all worked out the Buble, the Buble press conference took on a bit of a, you know, uh, caught some wind. I, I know that for a fact because, like, I wasn't able to really watch everything in full because I, well, I wasn't in the country and, you know, outside of Canada, getting hockey coverage, especially in the Caribbean, isn't the easiest thing in the world. But I was able to catch up on social media to a lot of the viral moments that happened throughout the weekend. And I went back and I watched the highlights. But one of the more viral moments was the Michael Buble press conference. Like that literally took on a life of its own and took off on Twitter talking about how, you know, he may have been on some magic mushrooms and then tried to kind of walk it back <laughs> the next day. Like, I don't know, man. Like there was, it was a weird press conference. Um, but yeah, the game itself and I think the festivities itself from what I've heard, uh, it, it it really was a successful weekend, uh, which is good to see because, you know, Toronto put it on and it was the city's opportunity. They had a chance to, you know, put the all-star game back on the map. Like the last few have really 
been nothing. Like the no one has cared about them. The players, the 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 fans, like it it just really was just something that had to be done almost to to fill sponsorship ads. It felt like, but no one really cared about it. It felt like people actually cared again. Um, and you know, I credit the city of Toronto uh, and the league and the players for making that happen. Did you happen to get out to any of the events in the city? I didn't, and I I was kicking myself a little bit because I know a lot of friends uh, and people were like, "Oh, I went to the fan fest. It was so much fun." Yeah, I saw people. I literally saw people I know were at that Justin Bieber impromptu concert that he did after the after the draft. It looked like a great time. Like I, that's where I was kicking myself. I didn't get a chance to actually like be like when when an event like this is in your city. Like it means so much. Like this is why it means so much more to those who like who host the game because like the, it's it's just like the stars are here all the top players in league are here you don't get that all at all it's very rare that it happens right last time legitimately this has happened in toronto was 2016 when they did the world cup of hockey since so you had like a collection of stars in the city right participating in uh in a in an event like this so it, it it was it brought a little bit of a buzz to the city you know there wasn't really a lot going on this weekend there's like no football right there's so like this this legitimately was the only thing to really captivate a sports audience yeah and and i thought that they they did a really good job and uh the game seemed really competitive and obviously team matthews coming out victorious uh and with the maple leafs but you know matthews essentially just you know, drafting all of his buddies, making sure that the Leafs all end up on the same team, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But um, they come out victorious with a victory over Team McDavid. And it's it's kind of what we wanted to see, right? Matthews versus McDavid in the final. That's exactly what we got. And uh, they end up winning. The, it was a 7-4, I want to say, was the final, I believe, in, in the in the last game there. Um, but, yeah, they, they come out victorious. Austin Matthews gets Team MVP. What did you make of uh, of the game itself? I mean, it was it was an awesome game. Like that one there, you could tell like the players wanted it. Like in, you know, the first few games, it kind of felt a little sluggish, right? Players weren't giving their full all, but like in this game, the goaltenders were like the stars of the show. Uh, then Rob, Rob Marner, <laughs> like, that was like. I was this is this is this is Bobrovsky from May. Bobrovsky yeah. from May has come back to to bite us again. Uh, it's it, it was like you you watch and you're just like, oh, we're gonna get this Bobrovsky now, huh? <laughs> in the in the on the All Star game, and like Shosturkin was so good, he had like so many good saves. But then you know Austin Matthews with the the pattern and goal, like that one time when he scored was just Chef's kiss, like oh yeah, unreal. Like it, it was just those moments, like to know that, like he wanted to win that game. Justin Bieber was like all over the guys. They wanted to win that game. They didn't want to. They want to lose, especially to McDavid, right? To, like it, that's what a. There was a bit of like a rivalry effect to it. I mean, and the other thing too, the chirps after the fact from Pasternak. I don't know if you saw. Oh, it. I saw that. Oh, I man. saw it. You know what? Anybody don't honestly, if you're a Leafs fan. Embrace it, man. Embrace the something like that, because you know what? Well, if if you missed the the, I mean, we we saw him, but if you missed yeah. the comments, essentially, you know, someone afterward asked Pasternak, "Oh, what'd you make of the Leafs? You know, T. Matthews winning the event," and he basically said, "Eh, they haven't won much, so it's nice for them to get one 
every now and then. And uh, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not wrong. Uh, but hopefully it's just the start for T. Matthews and the Maple Leafs. Hopefully it is just the start. But, you know, not to go back to being a Debbie Downer, but, you know, all-star games uh, and – like th- those aren't the problem, right? Those are just skills sh- showcases, essentially. The Leafs got all the skill in the world. It's when they actually, you know, start teams start defending and playing hard on you mm-hmm. and hitting is when the Leafs sometimes buckle, and that's what happens come playoff time. So uh, what does this mean? Ultimately, probably not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but it's still a nice weekend for uh, – for the Maple Leafs and and for Marner, Matthews, Riley, Nylander, uh, Bieber was a great addition, and uh, obviously, um, you know they all come out victorious. And congratulations, I suppose, is in order for them. Uh, but yeah, overall, it, it seemed like a really good weekend, and uh, everyone seemed to have fun. But hey, the Leafs get right back at it right away. They get the New York Islanders coming to town. Patrick Waugh coming back to mm-hmm. Scotiabank Arena tonight as the bench boss for uh, the Islanders. So why don't we take a break, regroup, we'll come back, tee up the game, then we'll get to some of the other uh, news and notes around the league as well. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point in the season, Leaf fans. And regardless of where we are in the standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, to all you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid or McKinnon or Crosby, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, whoever will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minuses, and more in any given game. And you can win 100 times your bet on sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Lee fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use and details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. Our pod is available anywhere you get your podcast from audio-wise. And you can also find us uh, on YouTube as well for the video version of the pod. Uh, check us out at Locked on Leafs on YouTube. Um, got the Leafs and Islanders tonight, Dave. Patrick Waugh comes to town and... Look, these two teams kind of heading in different directions, right? The Leafs actually won a few games to end off their uh, their pre-All-Star break, I suppose, with a couple nice back-to-back wins against the Winnipeg Jets. And the Islanders, though, they won their first game with Patrick Waugh against the Stars, but they've lost three straight since, so just one and three since Patrick Waugh became a uh, head coach. Probably not what Lou Lamorello was expecting when he made that coaching change uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they've been close games, but like the Islanders, 
That's, I was talking actually a little bit with uh, Gilmore from Locked On Islanders yesterday. Um, I was appearing on the Locked On MHL podcast, and yeah, it, it's not it's not a good feeling right now with the Islanders. You know, they don't know. He, it, it's tough to know exactly what direction uh, to re- they really want to go in because they're not in a position where they can, you know, should be buying right at the trade deadline, but at the same time. They can't just also sit back too much because this is a little bit of it was a bit of an opportunity here, right? With the metro a little more open than we've seen in past years, like there was an opportunity. There's an opportunity here for the Islanders to really push, and like technically they still can. They're only I think four points back of the Flyers, so like they still have a lot to play for. But yeah, their latest uh, latest streak here hasn't been good. They've been allowing a lot of goals against, like a very un islanders like team like especially when you have just uh sorokin in that yeah it which is strange too because you think like patrick Waugh comes in that should probably mean this team's gonna want to play some better defense and get some good goaltending but um hasn't necessarily been the case they're not scoring either they've been limited to three or less in eight straight games um and every game that patrick Waugh has been uh, behind the bench. So, you know, it's a team that doesn't score a lot. So for the Leafs, it's it's pretty much, you know, a race to three. If the Leafs can get three goals tonight, they should be in, in good shape because uh, the Islanders have not been able to score more than that uh, over the course of the last few weeks here. So, you know, that's going to be one of the keys to kind of watch tonight is who can get to three first. And uh, Ilya Samsonov is going to get the start in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He'll make his fourth consecutive start um looked real good man looked really good prior to the all-star break started those three games in seattle and then the backs uh back to back or not a back to back but the home and home against the winnipeg jets in those three games three and oh a 960 save percentage a 0.98 goals against average um i mean you gotta hope that he can continue that through the all-star break and have another great game tonight against the islanders if that's the case, if he can, you know, take a 10-day break and then come back and still be a solid uh, goaltender and look the part of the number one, can, like, can we officially, if he has success tonight, Dave, can we officially say, all right, we're bought back in, Samsonov is back? I think we can get close. I wouldn't say it's for sure, but I think that you're like, I I was getting close during the off, uh, before the break. Like three games is a good stretch. But yeah, I, I need a little bit more from him. I need to see him take on, you know, a starter's workload, which he did did just before. I just need to see a little bit more. But I'm close. I I, I would be close if he were to do it tonight. I'm actually gonna be at the game tonight, so nice. I will get a really good uh, chance to see it. And I'll actually be in the 100 area. I'm like very excited. I am always up high. So uh, anyone going to the game? Bet for overtime to happen if that's the case because uh every game dave goes to seems to go to ot and the last two games between these two teams have gone to overtime the islanders came out victorious in both of those um but yeah i mean hey maybe the uh uh, the third time's a charm and toronto could win this game in overtime perhaps uh they'll have to do it without david camp though david camp will not be available for tonight's game against the islanders was there a reason like as um so what's all, the injury here? All that Sheldon Keefe says is that there was something that happened before the break, and it, it seems like it was it didn't get any better. They're going to do an MRI. He's going to be out, and they're going to just see what the MRI has to reveal. 
Mm. It seems similar to what happened with uh, Bobby McMahon. Dealing with an injury, it got worse, so they're putting him on IR. Like, it, it, it's it's very, there's there like nothing I could see and nothing that I could, like anyone could see as a specific issue with the, with, with David Camp. Like, this one came out of nowhere. Yeah, like it just last night when, you know, we were hearing from Keith and, you know, just reporting what's going to be happening and what's not. And David Camp was reported, oh, yeah, he's not going to be in the games. Like, huh? What happened? <laughs> what are you talking about? No camp in tomorrow's game. Is there travel issues coming back from, was it from Czech Republic or something? Um, yeah, but, I'm sure he, I'm sure he went somewhere hot. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Maybe he went down to uh, the Caribbean and, and, and Florida with me. I don't know. Didn't see him, but mm-hmm. perhaps he was down there as well. Uh, so no David Camp tonight, uh, which means, uh, does that mean that Revo draws back in again? He did score last uh, last game. He was out there, so maybe you know they feel like they can throw him out there. They they won the game as well, so I don't know. Maybe Ryan Reeves does find his way back into uh, into a lineup tonight. Uh, and I, I guess what Noah Gregor could probably slide into the middle. Do we have line combinations? Have they gone out? Yeah, uh, like, well, because yesterday the All Star guys were off, so they like they had like three lines. Yeah, practice. So I it was I think it was Holmberg, Reeves, and Gregor as oh sorry no it was McMahon Holmberg and Reeves as a line together. Oh, so I wonder if McMahon's going to be activated later. Today. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that could be where it goes, and then Robertson, Domi, Gregor, Nice, Tavares, Bertuzzi. I think that some of that had to do with also the All Stars being off. But yeah, it looks like if if camp well with camp being out, I would I would suspect that Holmberg will take his spot down in the middle because yeah, I know he's been playing the wing sense. lately. But this is what Pontus homework is supposed to be about, like that Swiss Army knife can play any you no know, different positions. So yeah, so uh, so we'll see what happens ends up happening there. But I think that's probably a good. Good call. Probably end up being Pontus Holmberg. You mentioned Tyler Bertuzzi, Dave. Tyler Bertuzzi. I, I don't even know what, like if, if, if this guy was walking in the street, if I recognize him anymore. Tyler Bertuzzi has cut his hair, folks. He has cut his hair. His luscious locks are gone. And uh, I, he's unrecognizable now. Um, David Alter tweeted uh, a video of him skating yesterday in practice. I don't look nothing like the guy. That kind of looks like I don't know, David Camp, like from that photo, just, you know, clean cut guy, you know, it's that, that's not, that's not, that's not the, the Tyler Bertuzzi that we know and love Dave. No, the lettuce is gone. Like the, like that, that was his, one of his defining features. Um, Now for those who don't know, it's because he donated his hair to cancer. So it's a good good cause. Right. And so, he, uh, he, it was funny because I think there was a photo of him. Do, uh, all, David Alter also posted a photo of him doing it. And they gave him like the Goldilocks sort of like pigtails. And he, he got braided as he got them cut. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I, when I, like, that was like, you always knew where Tyler Bertuzzi was on the ice because of the hair. Now I'm gonna be watching out for him tonight. And I won't, probably will, will miss him a few times on the ice because unless I'm looking for the number, I'm not gonna see that hair to, to distinguish him. Well, I tell you what, like new guy who dis uh, Tyler Bertuzzi was so so snake bitten 
in the earlier portions of this season, mm-hmm. that whole first half, basically. I mean, the fact that the guy has like what six or seven goals on the year, like yeah. he's just it's it's incredible because he finds himself in good spots and he he finally scored a goal the other night and it got called off and waved, you know, waved off and upon review was still called a no goal. So, you know, even even that's how unlucky he's been where he scores and then they're like, nah, we're gonna take that off the board. Um Maybe this is a chance where he's, you know, slates clean, right? New hair, cut cut off the hair, and you're a new guy. And hopefully a second half, he can go on a bit of a run here. Because, like, let's be honest, this is a big offseason signing. They're hoping to get a lot out of him, hoping to get, you know, for him to provide secondary scoring. And it just has not been the case. That that has not uh, developed for him and, and for the Maple Leafs. And they really need it to, to start happening soon. So I don't know. Like I'm not that superstitious of a guy, but you know some people are. And uh, cutting your hair off sometimes can be a form of hey, things aren't going well. I need to make a change. And one of the you know biggest changes people can make to their life is a hairstyle. And uh, going from you know long luscious locks to uh, you know high and tight and tidy up top, it's a big difference. Maybe uh, that'll allow the hockey gods to give him uh, an extra bounce or two in the second half of the season. What do you think? Get some good karma heading your way and hopefully the hockey gods will reciprocate. Cause yeah, he he's been snaping way too much this year. And like, I know it's been a disappointing year for him, but like he, he's still like, it hasn't impacted his, you know, uh, ability to just do whatever he can to try to score. Like he gets himself into good positions and someone oh, is just I'm pretty saying, sure he no. I, I'm pretty sure he leads the Leafs in like expected goals, uh yeah. like expected goal differential when out on the ice. So like good things are happening when he's on the ice. It's just to get the guy can't buy a goal. It's it's really uh yeah. it's it's something. Uh on FanDuel, our official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Network. He tonight to score a goal is plus 320, plus 320 for Tyler Bertuzzi to, to put one in the back of the net. Maybe, maybe worth a sprinkle. Maybe worth a sprinkle. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Let's come back and let's get to some of the news and notes from around the weekend. We had a coaching firing. We had a trade as well. So we'll get to that and more on the other side. You're listening to the Lockdown Lease Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super Bets FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. Uh, new customers, they can join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more to FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Network. Hello and welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. And uh, through the All-Star weekend, there was quite a bit of news that ended up breaking. I mean, you had the Elias Lindholm trade that broke 
I guess earlier in the week, but still that was, you know, approaching all-star weekend, a lot of reactions from that trade and were talked about within all-star weekend, especially with so many Canucks being there. Um, but also we had another trade that kind of fell out after that. And it was Sean Monahan going to the Winnipeg Jets for a first round pick. Sean Monahan, who the Montreal Canadiens were given a first round pick to acquire from Calgary a couple of years ago. Um, they ended up re-signing him to a contract this offseason. Pretty cheap deal. It's like 1.7 uh in that range. And then flipped him to Winnipeg. Uh, what was this? This might have been Friday or Saturday. I think this deal went down uh, for a first round pick. So they ended up getting two first round picks out of Sean Monahan. Quite uh, as much as you hate to say it, but quite the tidy piece of business from the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I know. For Montreal, you have to be ecstatic. Like to recoup those assets. And like it was, I think Frank Sarvalli was the first one to bring this up. Like, could the Montreal Canadiens get two first round picks? Now, he, the way he initially said it, people were like, two first round picks for Sean Monahan. What are you talking about? But it's like, well, they got, or they already got one for him when they did the trade from Calgary. Right. So now this is another just icing on top of the great uh, Sunday that was this, this deal for Montreal. Yeah, it, it it seemed a little expensive, I guess yep. I, I could say. Like, just yeah. because of the injury history to Sean Monaghan, and um, I, I don't believe there was, like, protections on this on this pick. Um, I mean, there may be, like, lottery protections, but, like, it's, it's going to be a guaranteed first. It's not a conditional um, upon anything. So it's kind of wild uh, that Monaghan was able to, to go for first. Um, you know, just a year and a half after it took a first round pick to unload him to another team. But that was a good pickup for Winnipeg. I mean, we just saw them against Toronto and, um, you know, they got a couple injuries, obviously. But, you know, you add someone like Monaghan into that lineup, into the middle six. Um, I think that's a really good add for Winnipeg. He, he could have been one of those guys at Toronto, I think, could have targeted as a potential, you know, third line center for the Maple Leafs. Yeah. So that's a, you know, one of their targets that, now come off the board uh, for the Leafs, and they'll have to kind of turn their attention elsewhere. Um, I know we're we're like still a month out from you know the uh, the uh, NHL trade deadline, but you know I, I think that there's still uh, there's so much chatter about what's going on. Like, is there a mm -hmm. guy at this point that you're kind of zeroing in on? I know it's kind of on the spot, but. Is there someone who's like a perfect fit, you think, for Toronto at this point? Well, I mean, if you ask everyone, Chris Tanev is like the goal. Everyone's going, you know how there's like that Wolverine meme with he's holding the picture frame? Everyone's got Chris Tanev in that picture frame right now, I think. Yeah. Was, now, it, whether or not that's actually you know, feasible, considering what we're seeing prices right now and Craig Conroy just getting, you know, absolute full value for that Lindholm deal. Like it makes you wonder like what Tanev can go for considering, you know, the position he plays and things like that. I, the thing is, is like, other than Tanev, we haven't heard anyone else that fits what the Leafs need. They, you could say, you know what, if they don't get Tanev, they can go get this guy instead. Like yeah. somebody in the, somebody in the, 
uh, in our YouTube comments the other day, put David Savard up. David Savard, uh, like, look, decent defender, tough. He brings that toughness and things like that. He's not a he, third pair guy. Yeah, like he's a third pair guy making three and a half million bucks. Yeah, yeah, he he's not someone I'm in love with. That's that's for sure. No. I thought so. I was at a hockey card show yesterday, and I didn't read this because i you know was kind of checked out for for the week on vacation but he was mentioning that he had read somewhere that they may possibly have interest in uh david yurichek from columbus if he's available that's an interesting name it's a very interesting situation there because you know they and it was actually probably one of the bigger news things coming out going into the all-star break where he was thrown basically thrown back into the ahl not happy about that because you know this is a player who uh you know who believes he should be in the nhl right and so i think he was given some i would say he was given a guarantee but it was word that he was told oh go get yourself a place right you're going to be in the nhl and then you send the guy to the ahl especially a rookie that's yeah not great and so yeah he's he's frustrated um and now yeah he's potentially i mean we know columbus is is going to be selling off defensemen. they got so many guys this is probably he, not the one they want to sell off if probably not but if if the relationship is souring this would be kind of the perfect kind of player because he's a young guy right and he can kind of anchor this leafs team for for a long time a long long time um mm-hmm. he's a right-handed shot which the leafs have coveted for yeah. years Six foot four, 200 pounds. He can, you know, he can move the puck. Like, this is this is the kind of player that the Leafs kind of need. So, that is an interesting name to keep an eye on, by the way. I don't know what it would take. Like, he was the sixth overall pick, like last year, uh, two years ago, whatever, in the Slavkovsky draft. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that was kind of a name that uh, got floated out to me yesterday at the card show that I was at. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, So I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, There was one other little piece of news. Not really little. It's actually massive news in the (laughs) NHL from the weekend. Uh, There was a head coaching firing, which I did not expect to see at All-Star weekend. I mean, that's tough. Uh, Hey, go enjoy your, your week off with your family. And then you get a call like Saturday morning. Oh, hello. You're being fired today, by the way. And that call went out to Todd McClellan. Uh, the L.A. Kings firing him. Uh, they named Jim Hiller the interim head coach. Um, again, I was somewhat checked out last week, but this definitely caught me by surprise when I saw that notification come through on my phone. What about you, Dave? Well, I mean, it, it's surprising because, you know, because of how the Kings started this year and how good they were, and they just wanted this tailspin. And I, like, the last thing I thought about was that Todd McClellan was going to get fired because I didn't think, he was really like the big part of the problem. Like Drew Doughty comes out, he kind of calls out the team. He didn't say anything about the coach. And like, I understand like he's been there, for, I think five seasons. Like this is his fifth season in LA. This is a guy who's, uh, you know, had brought this team kind of back to prominence a little bit, right? After, you know, they've, they, they kind of struggled a little bit. So that, that caught me off guard because, again the timing of it um and things like that so but the, you know with the way that things have gone with dubois 
him being on a fourth line for a good stretch here during this like losing streak they've been on. You know, I, I can understand that maybe they felt like this. There's a missed opportunity. You know, their big lead on the Oilers pretty much shrunk, which like I did not expect that to happen. So I could I can understand maybe where the little bit of the impatience from uh, from management was, but like yeah, last thing I expect was Tom McClellan's job to be on the line here, at least in season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I was shocked for two reasons. One, because I wasn't expecting Tom McClellan to get fired, like mm-hmm. at all. That that definitely shocked me. Uh, but then for it to happen smack dab right in the middle of All Star Weekend. Um, you know, it's tough to you can't really bury a story like that on All Star Weekend, right? That's that's tough. That's hard to do. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing, man. Here, here, there's a common theme to every single coach that has gotten fired to this point this season. And what do you think that common theme is, Dave? The common theme? Mm. Yeah, it's very simple. I mean, they've all they've all been losing. Bad oh, back goaltending. Yeah. Oh. Bad goaltending. And and look, yeah. at the beginning of the year, everyone looked at Cam Talbot and said, that's not going to get you very far. That's not the goaltending that you need to win a Stanley Cup. But credit to him. He started off the season really, really well. He was unbelievable in the first you know few months of the season. Got voted into the All-Star break or into the All-Star game. Great season. And then... The new year came, the calendar flipped, and he was abysmal. Uh, he was he's lost what now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight starts. He's lost ten straight starts. This guy, um, that's bad. That is not good. That is very very bad. He's lost ten straight starts uh, with uh, an e- uh, a goals against north of four in those starts north of four and uh yeah a pretty pretty crummy save percentage south of 900 as well so uh again you go back to every coach that's been fired this year go look at their goaltending statistics usually they got problems and uh that's that's kind of where tom mcclellan finds himself he he never got a goalie to not he Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille and management in L.A. never got him a goalie, and he was forced to throw Cam Talbot. Well, the guy's 40 years old, damn near, and uh, after a couple of months, things started to kind of hit the rails, and he was, wasn't was able to recover. Uh, we'll see if you know Jim Hiller can get him to buy back in and, and get some better goaltending out of him. But, uh, yeah, 10 straight losses um, that he has started – He's given up five goals in three straight starts. No, technically only gave up three, I guess. Uh, he gave up three. Okay, so the last game, gave up three goals in the first 20 minutes. He got yanked and then gave up five in the three prior. So his last four games, Oof. he's been yanked twice Jeez. and has given up 18 goals. So the, so the lesson in all this, if you're a team that has a goaltender, two or three, <clears throat> Montreal, you may want to see if the LA Kings are going to pony up an asset or two to get a goaltender. Cause I think. Yep. That- yep. Yep. Jake Allen, probably there's a couple teams out there that might be willing to, to pay for that guy. I would think uh, at least, you know, third round pick uh, at the very least for a guy like that. Um, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. There's a lot of teams that need some goaltenders and, and came into the year needing goaltending. And guess what? They still need it, Dave. The Devils, the Sabres, the Kings, the Oilers looks like they have found something here with uh, with Stu Skinner. But again, prior to the coaching change, Stu Skinner was also very bad and somewhat yeah. cost um, Woodcroft his job over in, mm-hmm. in Edmonton. And they've been on an absolute heater, really, ever since Woodcroft was let go. And uh, they didn't change a whole lot. It's, it's pretty much the same team. Um, so, again, goaltending, uh, a big, big reason often for, uh, uh, you know, the downfall of a coach in a city. And Cam Talbot, over the course of the last uh, month and a bit, definitely uh, part of the problem over there. All right, pal, you got uh, anything else you want to bring up here before we go for the day? A lot of people are hyping up Easton Cowan. He's been lighting it up right now with the London Knights. Yes, I don't know if you he saw a goal over the weekend, a little uh, toe drag, kick to the stick, backhand. Oh, just unreal. I think he's on an 18-game point streak right now. Something like that. Yeah, I think I saw – I thought I saw number like 16, but it may be up to 18 now after the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's having a pretty good uh, – pretty, pretty good – D plus one year. That's exactly what the Leafs want to see. It's what we all want to see. Maybe we could reach out to the London Knights. Maybe we could try and speak with Easton Cowan. Maybe we'll put that on our to-do list over the next little bit here and try and get him on the Locked on Leafs pod because he's having a great year. I'd love to get a chance to to chat with him. But that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs pod on all platforms. And receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore More Studio. And follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, if you're on YouTube, go ahead, leave a like uh, and a comment down below. Your thoughts on All-Star Weekend. Was it, uh, was it good? Did you like it? Did it surpass your expectations? Or is it still a snooze fest that you do not care much about? I'd love to know your thoughts down below or reach out to us on Twitter. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. Another reminder, game tonight. Leafs back in action, taking on the Islanders. Go Leafs go. We'll recap it on tomorrow's show. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.